is what some people are now purporting to be the mark of the beast or whatever. Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, too late. Yeah, the brand's already taken off. It's like White Jesus. Yeah, one of the funnier concepts. What are you going to do at this point? Um, Marcus Simeon, 345 at-bats. I'm going to send a message. Where do I throw the ball to Soriano? High and tight. No! 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 Never! 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 No! Never! Hit him in the butt! Head hunting is a coward! Hey, Lara, I don't even know if you remember me. Uh, sure I do. Dave Chappelle. Oh, you do remember me? Yes, I do. Oh, okay, so you're just not interested or excited that I'm here. Uh... Are those my only choices? And Ryan Mallett came to the camp and he said, Ryan Mallett doesn't throw at camps. Ryan Mallett doesn't lift at camps. Ryan Mallett just shows up to camps. Did Ryan Mallett say those things in third person? Correct. First place, Texas Rangers. Recording live from two, count of two locations, this is Pass the Rock. I'm Patrick, and this week I am joined by one great man, Jacob, a.k.a. Bethke. I'm feeling pretty great, that is for sure. Um, I'll be double as great to make up for the lack of LCs. Yeah, Caesar had some last-minute something come up. Uh, it's all good, we'll, we'll carry on without him. He Maybe might be going stems. through with a plan to kidnap Dave Chappelle. We're not sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to give any secrets away. Although I guess this will be heard after. So yeah, at this point we, we, we know as much as you do, police. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a wild theory on a podcast. So good luck getting that to hold up in court. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh, so we'll we'll be taking a break from the NFL Fight Club. Um, we probably won't get into too much. Colts gambling talk uh, just just yet yeah I mean honestly I that is kind of an interesting topic um, I, we will probably need to note that for C's if he doesn't remember it so we can really dig on it um, I'm just kind of laughing in general at this point I feel like the hypocrisy maybe speaks for itself there yeah there's yeah there's a lot of a lot of webs you can untangle with that and uh, I'd like we'll to have just, him here we can just sum it up in the um, SpongeBob meme that we're all looking for who did this. Or the, the SpongeBob one has some. It's similar to that. There's. It's the other one is from that guy show that yells a lot. Really? No. Uh, the guy that everybody loves. I, I still can't. I try to watch the show. Every time I try to watch it, I'm. I just don't get it, and it's not for me. And I don't want to hate on it. It's just. It's not for me. The one with the. 
<clears throat> oh, I think you should leave. Isn't that what it's called? Or oh yeah, yeah. Yes, okay. yes. Am I, yes, that's Fair what it's enough. called. Yeah, I just don't get that show, but I love the memes it creates. Yeah, it's like a slightly more grounded Tim and Eric. Yeah, and I, I wasn't like I didn't hate Tim and Eric, but that was there's. I'm, I'm, that's a weird one. That one's out there. I'm a big fan of stuff to where I try enough to understand it, but like if I don't like it, I, I'm gonna just I'm gonna yeah, part ways quickly. Sure. Um, yeah, I think it, I I think I think you should leave is pretty good, and there's some moments that made me laugh pretty hard, but it, you got to wade through a lot of other stuff that I'm not as much of a fan of. There's a lot of yelling is really the only takeaway I had, but I haven't really <laughs> sat down to try. A lot of it was my girlfriend watching it while I was working, so. Um, right, and I think sometimes the balance, like when that comes up in the course of the actual show it's funny because it's not the only thing you're you're getting yeah, but if that's exactly. the only part you're getting that's gonna be annoying exactly but, i mean even with shows like it's always sunny sometimes it's like after if i try to you know be a a sad person who binges a lot of tv which i do sometimes i can only take so many episodes of that in a row before it's like all right i need something where not everyone's just yelling at each other <laughs> just incessantly i know dude and i I love I love these little um, YouTube things that someone makes where they're just a bunch of uh, like it out of context. It's always sunny clips, but they have a theme um, and they always make and there's just a ton of them on YouTube. And I love to fall asleep to those. And I think it is traumatic for my girlfriend because she hasn't watched enough of the show. She's probably watched like half She's, of the yeah, first just, season. Just getting yelling and like no context. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, uh, very funny. That's definitely one. 30 Rock. I, there's someone who does the same thing with 30 Rock on YouTube. Um, so, I'll, I'll, I'll both of those shows, just especially um, if you've ever seen 30 Rock, I forget her name, but uh, I think it's Jenna. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, Jenna. She's a, you know, 90% of her character is just over the top reactions to things. So, yeah, that's a tough one if you fall asleep to it. So, be sympathetic but if you're not great youtube binge yeah i fall into a bunch of i've got my own niche youtube holes i fall into for for sleep watching um but yeah honestly my girlfriend has get... the best one she puts it on pawn stars out and i can't out i'm done done i'm like oh this old man's haggling some stealing somebody's money again whatever I uh yeah, it's just not for me. That that any of that type of TV show. Dude, he just reality he's basically. Such a, he's such a dickhead. That have you ever seen? Have you even seen one episode of it? Um, I'm sure that I've seen it on somewhere, like at like a car auto place or something. But I don't know that I've ever actually sat and watched one. And you probably remember the memes from like ten years ago because he was one of the original memes. Yeah, I've seen a lot of that. Yeah, there's is that where they you got the two guys yelling at each other and one of them throws a chair. No, 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 that's a uh, American Chopper, another excellent, okay. another excellent good bad team. Oh, uh, Pawn Stars show. is like the best I can do is whatever. Yeah, yeah, the best I can do. Yeah, guy. yeah, was, yeah, definitely. See that. Still, still a staple of meme culture, um, and it's really true to it. If you've ever seen an episode, he truly tries to scam every human being that walks in there relentlessly. I mean that's the business model, right? It is, but it's like you're just you're just sitting there. You're like, oh, maybe it'll be fair today, or maybe they'll fight back. And he's just like, nope. Either you take this screw deal or you fuck off. 
Yep, that's uh, uh, that's pretty much how that shit goes. Amazing. Uh, You can see why people just tune out to it, right? But derail. Yeah, it's just there's something about that style of show that I just can't can't watch. Yeah, that's fair. But that's yeah, that's my own thing. You gotta take it in bite sizes. I feel like, if anything, anyway, even if you like it. Well, all that is to say that Caesar will be back next week, and we'll uh, we'll be carrying on without him. <laughs> yeah, uh, for today. Uh, so the NHL draft happened. We're really not gonna say a whole lot about that. Stars didn't have a first round pick. They got some guys who, you know, three to four years from now, we'll see if they can play hockey. Um, they got this German goalie with super long hair who looks pretty cool. Oh, cool. Um, Any cool names? Like, we had the Yeah, so, Maverick yeah, we guy. didn't get Maverick. Yeah, we didn't get Maverick Bork, uh, which would have been cool. Uh, let me pull up the full list. So the first guy we drafted in the second round is a guy named Tristan Bertucci, which is a kind of cool name. Bertucci, Tristan Bertucci. He's like a defenseman. Uh, feels he's really like a hockey young. name. He's really young, so there's a lot of upside with him. Um, but again, it could be years before we even find out. Um, Angus McDonald, that's kind of a cool name. He's another guy that's in juniors in Canada. And Sebastian Bradshaw. Oh. He's, uh, he's 6'3", so he's a little tall ish for hockey he's got an elite hockey academy 18 under is where he was drafted out of i don't even know what any of that means um so i'm guessing most of these guys are still gonna be playing junior hockey somewhere it doesn't look like from from everything i've heard and read it doesn't sound like any of these guys are gonna be ready anytime soon uh just worth mentioning the draft happened uh yeah. the blackhawks got the first pick they got Bedard, who's like supposed to be the next thing since McDavid, if not better. We'll see about that. Fuck yeah. I like that for the Blackhawk <laughs> fans because like Fuck very off. iconic Fuck jersey, off. even Fuck if it's off. mildly racist. Fuck off. Fuck off, Chicago Blackhawk fans, all of you. I mean, come um, on. You have to have them in the culture, I feel like. that. No, nothing, like, fewer things feel more hockey to me than that jersey. I, I hate them, and that's pretty much all I have to say about that. That's fair. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of. I mean, you you hate the you you hate plenty of other. Well, I'm trying to think. Who's like a great? What's a great basketball jersey for a team you hate? You like the? You think the Lakers purple and gold's nice? You like the Mavericks? I think uh, it's silver okay. And blue. I think the Mavericks are pretty boring. <laughs> yeah, they're very simple. Lakers are just iconic. I don't even know how to rate it anymore. You know, it's like of it's, course. Yeah, it's, it's it's weird. It's like I don't even almost don't even see it as a jersey. Yeah. So it's just but interesting. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think if there's anyone else who I absolutely hate. I mean, like people probably people like the Packers. I, I don't like them. No, honestly, uh, that one's fair. I think everyone should hate that one. It doesn't look good. I don't know what we're selling to people. It's just kind of a classic football look, honestly, is really what it is. Yeah, that's true. Conservative America's like, yeah, hey, that's what I remember the world be liking. <laughs> and it's fine. Like I don't yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind some teams sticking with that if it works for them. I think it's crazy that we don't that the Cowboys don't do the red and blue, red, white, and blue stripe more than they do. It's just sitting there, just on the table. And the NFL is a little more stringent than the other leagues with uniforms and stuff, which is weird. You'd think they'd just want to sell as many as they could of everything, but 
I really thought that Oregon would fix that, but college football, I think, was, <laughs> I think it did the worst thing. I think the NFL saw that and wanted to go the complete opposite direction for a second. Well, yeah, you would see it in football, and then you'd also see in basketball just all the highlighter colors, and it was just oh, like, yeah, all right, the, the, this the is a bit much. Basketball's lost forever, just like soccer. We're just we're just doing whatever we want now. We're just vibing on canvases. Well. Yeah, I don't know too much more on uniforms today. <laughs> Wasn't planning on talking about them, so I didn't prepare anything. Um, <laughs> We're still like a month away from all the new uniforms, anyway. Come on. We're just, what about uh, what other hockey? What is it? It's a lottery too, right? Is there any notable lottery picks that matter to the general public? Uh, that top guy, Bedard, is the only one that I know about. Yeah. Um, there's been a lot of talk about him for a few years, and everyone. Just like they do in the NBA, everyone pretends it's rigged when someone like Chicago gets the first pick. Exactly. So, Good they've, been, brand. they've been pretty bad the last few years. So, um, yeah. So hopefully he's okay and then someday leaves there and is good somewhere else. Um, or he does like Trout and Otani and he's just really good for a team that never does anything. I'd be into that as well. That does happen. I think that was I was like Matt Stafford's going to change the way that Detroit football is looked at. He was I, really I good was, up there. I was wrong, but that rookie year, man, you couldn't convince me otherwise. I don't think you could ever say he did anything wrong up there, really. Just yeah. No, but like that—that that was what I was saying. It's just an example of a dude that I think he did his part. Calvin Johnson too. It's like I think they did their part. Like you can nitpick his interception stuff, but. For the most part, I think he did his job. <laughs> Everybody throws interceptions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll get into uh, the big news of the day on my end, which is the all 2023 MLB All-Star Game starters announced today. Um, in Ranger news, we got four announced starters today with a possible fifth, uh, which we'll get to here in a second. Um. So just going around the diamond. Uh, so pitchers, for those who don't know, pitchers are selected separately. Uh, so we won't know about them for, for a little bit. Um, so we get all the position players. So the American League starting catcher is Jonah Heim, his first ever all-star selection. Love um, that. Yeah. I think it's been nine years that yeah, it's been nine years since we had a starter in the All Star game, and this year we came back strong with four um, franchise best, right? No, in twenty twelve, I think we had seven, including starters, pitchers, maybe five, maybe they weren't starters. You might be right. Uh, let me pull that up really quick just to verify. I know we had seven total players. I think I saw it on uh, Twitter, but I'm gonna find. Where's the... So, the starters, we had one, two... No, we only had three. Yeah. Most in franchise history starters. Yeah, crazy. And with a, yeah, with a chance for a fifth one to make that even bigger. Um, so, yeah, Jonah Heim, obviously, has just been great. Uh, he's only 28, so he's pretty much right at the start of what would be his prime. Um, it's been a long time since we had a younger good catcher. Napoli was kind of up there in it. Well, man, I don't actually remember. I feel like he was older, but he stayed here for a long time anyways. He um, was enjoying the DFW nightlife. <laughs> That's what I can promise you. And then um, 
so yeah, Jonah's uh, he's hitting around like two eighty. Uh, going into today, I didn't look at what I saw. I was checking the box score all day, but I didn't actually watch the game, so I don't know who actually did what. Uh, yeah, I just got I notifications. That, it looks like they got their ass popped, and there was a little bit of a little bit, a little of, bit a, of a comeback in the in the ninth. Just, but yeah, uh, but he went into today, I believe, with eleven homers uh, and hitting uh, eight hundred OPS. Um, yeah, so that's just obviously pretty incredible. Great to have him in there. Uh, first base, we do not get a, a starter. Nate Lowe's kind of. He's really good, but he's just not quite there on compared to the other first baseman. Oh, we can't um, be greedy. It doesn't, it doesn't take long to get another starter as we head to second base, where um, at one point we were thinking potential MVP candidate, and now it's like, all right, who's going to be the runner-up to Shohei Otani candidate, <laughs> uh, which would be Marcus, Marcus Simeon. MVP of my um, heart. Marcus Simeon, uh, what, <clears throat> you had a you had an interesting note on him that I didn't know about. Uh, was it most played appearances in the league? Yeah, most at bats is what it said. On most at bats, yeah, okay, yeah. So as a, it's I don't think most most teams' best player or best hitter is going to be their leadoff guy, but it seems to work for him and for the team. So I don't mind when he's up there hitting first or second. That's really nice. Uh, just to be able to have that at the start of every single game. Yeah, I love that. Honestly, dude, the me the casual can't give you the whole history of why and why not. But I've whenever I played the video games, I'm that's how I was running my business. I want I want somebody I get on with, you know. I want some contact. Yeah, and the Rangers are pretty lucky this year to where they've got Duran Tavares who can hit eight and nine and just be way too good. Um, yeah, for, for those spots, and so that's that's also set Simeon up for a lot of great, uh, a lot of great opportunities with runners in scoring position and stuff like that. Um, so he's an obvious. You they know, actually both bombed kind of one uh, in game in the game today. Yeah, watching. Yep, this. and uh, yeah, I know Tavares had one that tied. Um, but yeah, I missed. I missed those, a lot. Yeah, they were both early. Um, but yeah, Simeon, it's his second All Star game. Um, and he's one of now three Rangers to start at second base in the All-Star game, uh, Julio Franco and Alfonso Soriano, uh, which pretty crazy. Alfonso Soriano was a starter at a time when the Rangers were really bad. Yeah, dude, actually. Those some of those years. I remember years that one very like, well. <laughs> you, just got your, you just got your token charity player in the game normally, but we actually got a starter. <laughs> uh, that's a, yeah, dude. Actually, I really, really that was amazing because I think he ended up being moved for Sosa, right? Or was that vice? Yeah, how did? Because he or did he just become a Cub later on? And I'm that's why I'm fucking it up. But yes, uh, I remember loving Alfonso Soriano being like, "We have hope," and then yeah, it was he, gone after he left here. He, he bounced around quite a bit. Yeah, no, I don't gone. remember everywhere he hit. Um, yeah, he hit a few different. A few different spots. I was a big elf. I called him Alf, big Alf fan. Um, but there was a brighter future, and then a dark one. <laughs> and then that'll uh, they'll carry us over to third base, where maybe the biggest, the biggest story, uh, our boy Josh Young, Josh Hung. Uh, yeah. Obviously, his first first selection. This being his rookie year. Um, He's the first Rangers rookie to ever start in an All Star game. Um, 
It might have happened with the Washington franchise that we were 10 years prior before coming here, but I doubt it, honestly. I'm not sure, though. Um, but yeah, definitely the first one since Texas became a thing. Uh, a bit a bit struggling as of late with some strikeout issues, uh, but I'm pretty sure he still leads the rookies in homers, RBIs, and runs scored. Um, the all-star nod is definitely a how, how have you done in the first half of the season. So it's... You know that's great, and we just gotta hope he can uh, continue that into the second half of his rookie year. Yeah, damn right. I mean, you know, it's it's a nice start to the career. Obviously, the the strikeout stuff comes with the territory with that kind of player. Um, and even if he does kind of mellow out a little bit, I'm not I'm not too worried. Um, before we got on, I was looking at the standings because in my mind, without really watching, I had been thinking, oh, damn, I mean, there's no way they're, that they're uh, keeping pace. But everybody's last 10 games has been looking pretty pretty uh, pathetic. So at least everyone's mediocre or just slightly below right at the same time. Yeah. No, the Rangers have actually kind of had a rough time the last two weeks, two and a half weeks, um, but they've still actually gained ground on the division yeah uh, which has been incredible i think they were Um, five and five and the other three were four and six in the last 10 when i just looked yeah and we got a big one uh series against houston starting tomorrow i believe yes um, which will be before you guys hear this um so a lot a lot can go can go well there uh got the top of the rotation everything's kind of set up for us um so this is a big opportunity to really stretch the lead and get into the trade deadline area fully established. I mean, it already feels pretty established that we're a competitor this year, um, but putting some extra space would really go a long ways to with a glaring need making a statement. Too, you know. Um, I feel feel like we can't we can't seriously try to compete with the bullpen in this situation i'm i know i'm watching it from uh, alerts on my phone essentially but it's it's kind of <laughs> sad how much i watch the turmoil they've, <laughs> they've definitely looked a lot better since than they did at the very start of the year but you're right i mean it does if there is something to address that's it maybe getting another starter uh yeah. just because it never hurts but that's a tough one Dane, Dane Dunning's just been so spectacular uh, filling in after DeGrom's been out that it's kind of... I mean, he he gave a leadoff single yesterday and then went... I think he retired 15 or 17 straight guys after that. Um, and he wasn't really slotted into the, the rotation at the start of the year. So that's that's a guy who's really performing well beyond what we expected, and hopefully that lasts. Um, we'd like to see more from Andrew Heaney. If not, maybe maybe we do go out there and see if we can't get us a another starter but that'll be later when we get a little bit heavier into uh trade deadline talk um i'll just keep us moving here along to the last position in the infield where again another texas ranger Corey seager um seager missed what a month of the year 31 games and he's still an all-star starter um and he is just like uh, Simeon at second. Seager's the third at his position for the Rangers to ever start uh, with Toby Hera and A-Rod uh, being the others. I don't even really know that other name, and that's probably... Toby Hera's a legend in Texas Ranger lore. Um, 
70s, 70 shortstop. Fair. Okay. That would be the first well good shortstop he's time. ever had. Yeah. Was he the first good player we ever had? Uh, we had a couple of good players, uh, but from a, especially from that position, which is more, you know, key, key position, that was a good, good guy to have. Uh, and obviously, I don't know as much about the history as, as some other people, but I do know the name Toby Hara, and it's synonymous with those 70s Rangers. Mm, the Texas Strangers. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was around for the Ted Williams coach season. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know that factoid. I think because of you. I probably should have named, at least mentioned, the starter at first base is uh, Yandy Diaz uh, from the Rays. Uh, they've, they're obviously having a really good year. Best team in baseball still, I believe, right? Yeah, 56 and 28. Um they they look really really good. They're the Rangers. If it wasn't for the Rays, the Rangers would be the team everyone's talking about. But the Rays are so good that they're they're stealing all that. And that's fine. They can have all that hype they want playing in that little. Yeah, because like at the same the time, little crap arena they play in. I'm very happy to see the Rangers back and ready to roll and building a program again that looks like it's got a real future. But, like, I can't be unrealistic and be like, you know, this is the title win a year. You know, if it happens, you know, fuck. Crazy things happen all the time in sports. But realistically, you know, it's like I'm kind of glad that we get to taste this success while it sort of is a little under, a little low-key. Although now all these all-stars, it's going to look a little different in the second half of the season. Yeah, no, this the first half of this year was kind of the time to get in if you wanted to get in before the bandwagon. Um but I was just thinking, well, you're saying that it's it's silly that it took this long around here for anyone to realize that in the most capitalistic nature of, of sports that we have in this country, where you can literally spend whatever you want, <laughs> that a team in this market wasn't just spending and competing all the time. It's just really dumb. And uh, trying to so say it for years, nice. but everyone always countered me with the with the <laughs> and ballpark. And to be fair, Tom Hicks, Tom Hicks would do it, but he spent way too much on A-Rod, and that kind of screwed up the whole plan there. That's um, fair. And that's a maybe one day, maybe whenever I'll find out when the anniversary of that was, and we'll go back and review some of the the story there. Of basically, A-Rod was like, I didn't want to, I didn't really want to sign that, but I saw that number, and it's like, well, I have to sign this contract, you know? Yeah, he's right. He it's was at, right. It set salaries back, the salary growth in baseball back quite a bit. Uh, people were pretty gun-shy after that one, but... But even if he signs, or even if he signs to a more reasonable deal, and you build something, you're still you know, cooking your pitchers alive three months of the year. I mean, yes and no. You saw you saw 2011, 2010, you know, we, it wasn't really stopping us from feeling a competitive team. I felt like it. Late nineties, those late nineties teams, if we weren't running into, you know, one of the best teams ever in that late nineties Yankees every year. That's fair. I think we think higher of those teams if they didn't, if they didn't get matched up with the Yankees all, all three of those years. No, that's fair. That's a very fair point. Um, I guess I, I just, it's hard for me because I just remember learning about it the way it did. And it's like, you know, maybe Cliff Lee just was a sad situation, but that was really the start of me really coming to understanding how 
miserable this experience was of oh, trying it, to find starting it definitely pitching. it definitely didn't help that's for sure but i don't think i don't think you could say that's the reason i think it really did it, i think it is as simple as Bro, I was putting out money into the team and then not being gun shy when it doesn't work on everybody. And I want to, I want to understand. I love these two gentlemen. I'm about to name a lot because one's a great personality and the other one used to always be really friendly and sign things for shit for people. Every time you'd get him to, uh, you'd stop by the players thing, uh, a tunnel as they're leaving. Um, but there was, I spent way too much of my life trying to convince myself that CJ Wilson and Derek Holland were about to be superstar pitchers in this league when at best they were like third, fourth guys. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's the nature of the game in most sports. You know, I've been watching the Spurs for the last five years, just pretending to be excited about <laughs> this guy and that guy, just not knowing who might actually stick. Yeah, um, that's fair. And that's big time, big time in baseball when you have 162 games to watch. But you have a program. All right, that you know all right, that, you know. Kevin Mensch. Okay, Kevin Mensch, <laughs> you're you're my guy in this outfield. Hank Blaylock. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hank Blaylock, who I believe won a All Star game, got a walk off hit one time. Um, hilarious. Back in the day, the Rangers used to this whatever spare Ranger they decided could go to the All Star game. Back when they used to mandate every team gets one guy. Um, and we won. We wanted a couple of years. Which would give the AL home home field advantage in the World Series in one of the silliest rules that's ever existed. Uh, and then, of course, the year those the years we went to the World Series did not win the All Star Game, did not get home home field advantage. But that's a whole other thing. It doesn't mean that now they don't give they don't give it away now. They just alternate it every year or something dumb like that. I think that might be how they do it, or they just go off best record. I don't remember. Yeah, the the simple same thing I way, should know, but I already forgot. The simple, easy, normal way to do it. Like they really um, overthink that. It's impressive. Well, the that, idea was league. to get because you know the the MLB All Star Game used to actually be a huge deal. Um, because they didn't start interleague play until the mid nineties. So unless it was the World That's Series, fair. you would just literally never see these guys play each other outside of the All Star Game. Um. So it used to be a much bigger deal, and then as you know, as interleague play took off, the Oscar game meant less and less. Guys aren't necessarily trying as hard, um, and you know it became more of a show—the ESPNification of it all. And so they were just trying to pump some life back into it. I understood. I think what really happened was there was some year where they just ended in a tie because it just wouldn't end. So Bud Selig just called it and said, "This is a tie," and everyone was so mad about that they're like. All right. Well, now we're going to make this game mean something. Mm-hmm. I believe that was the overreaction. But anyways, uh, so of the what do you got? Five infield positions. Rangers have four of those starters, right? Five. We got catcher. We didn't get first base. We got catcher, second, third, short. Yeah, four of the five infield positions uh, starting. The All-Star game will be Texas Rangers, which will be a really cool shot on the television. Um, Damn right. And then the most, in the most obvious selection in the history of the world, Shohei Otani is the starting designated hitter. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. There's not a whole lot to say about that. If you're unfamiliar with with baseball and you don't follow it, Shohei Otani is, without question, the most interesting and potentially greatest player i've ever seen um he's just a he's an 
another world. He transcends the whole game right now. Um, it'll. I hope he does it for a long time so that we can actually say we saw the best player of all time. Because like people who got to grow up watching Wayne Gretzky, like, come on, it'll. <laughs> I'll never have that. So this would be cool to see. Um, because yeah, it is. Especially if he keeps this up with pitching and hitting the way he's doing it, no one's. There's nothing to compare it to. He will be that guy. He will be the great one of baseball, which is pretty nuts. So, you know, he obviously got the most votes. He's going to be the starting DH. Wouldn't be surprised if they somehow let him pitch, too. I don't remember if the rules allow for that, but I think they do. That's fair. It's fair. I, th- I think that's a pretty good assessment. Um, I know I saw one notable podcast that was doing like a. He lived up to the hype uh, comparison to LeBron and Tiger. Yeah, fair enough. And I think, yeah, the only the only knock against Otani would be whatever age he was when he actually finally came over here, which, you know, and it's not saying that I I think less of Japanese or Korean baseball leagues. I think it's just that they're not they're not cover. It's it's different than the way people pay attention to multiple European soccer leagues at the same time. We're not doing that with baseball at this moment. So unless you're doing it in the MLB, it's hard to get your There might be ways to cheat at this. When I try to find what leagues are competent, basketball leagues, when I'm searching the world, and not like there's a lot Uh of great resources, I have a tried and true. Look at what you can bet on. Well, that's not a bad one. There's a few methods. If they have a good website and stuff, and you can track them and all that stuff, that's usually a good starting indicator. But the best indicator, I go to Eurobasket because it's just easier there, and I look at their rosters. And if I see more American flags than anything else, I know I'm in the right place. It's still that way, you think? For the most um, part, yeah. Because like you're talking about filling Chinese, out leagues, Taiwanese leagues. Yeah, well, you're trying to fill out leagues. So I guess like, or I, 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 I mean, when I search the rosters, I mean, I search the league leaders. <laughs> let, me, let me rephrase that. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> and then I usually see a bunch of uh, American flags, and I'm like, okay, great. Here we go. I mean, I would kill for I would kill for a baseball version of Champions League. That would be so fun. Um, Honestly, I mean, something. It's all about whether these companies can figure out how to organize that shit and split the profits better. Because I don't know why we struggle with it. Basketball has all of the things that soccer does, and next to none of the. Um, I don't know if you, I don't know what's the right. Is it marketed? Like audience? What do you want to call it? I yeah, I think it's well. I think football uh internationally football you know soccer just has more kickball it has more roots domestically for everyone you know what i mean people they cheer for their local team more than they will for the other sports that are newer yeah absolutely but i mean even still you're you're probably still introducing new basketball teams to a lot of these places where they've had a football team for 100 plus years honestly some of them it's not that bad a lot of times i'm looking at these leagues and it's like um you know you'll see 50s 60s 70s on some of them and you're like okay cool like y'all been around for a minute y'all just you know so sometimes people just don't develop top-end talent china's been trying to do it forever and they can't do shit you know there's not everybody can cook uh can ball not everybody can cook meth uh to 92 percent you know, rates. <laughs> I think I'm done with uh, all the anyways, breaking back all quotes. That... We just finished the rewatch, so nice. she, she got she just I... got through the last episode. 
I don't know if I've gone back and rewatched it since <clears throat> since watching. I got into it a little late. I think I got into it when season three or four was coming out, but yeah, that last season. Saw the, I saw the last season live, and I don't think I've really gone back and rewatched anything since then. It's not an easy rewatch. It's, it's a lot of no. A lot of you still just you got to go sit back through season one again, which as good as it is, is it's work to some extent. They really they really drag it out. Mm-hmm. And it works, it, you know. Well, damn, the last season, series, 16 really uh, episodes, too. That was the other thing I didn't remember. I was like, oh, damn. Yeah, you're in for the journey on this season. <laughs> yeah, see, yeah, they did that fake split thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, it was, yeah, if you think about how TV used to work and whenever 2012, still, I think it was 2012 when that show ended. Maybe a little earlier. Sounds about right. But yeah, it's just that's how they, they had to think about commercials and yeah, think about. Fucking actually seasons probably more like 2017 right no i think that show started when that the show started in like 2012 no i think that show started in late Bad. late 2000s Weird. yep 2008 yeah. ended in 2013 good call Boom. sounded like math because i remember being in college yeah. and getting into it and then, and then finishing it live with everyone Yeah, I just yeah, it's all that part of my life's definitely a bit of a blur. Um, round out some of this all star talk before we get into the meat of what we're doing today. Um, as far as the outfield goes, uh, so Trout, Randy Ares, er, I can never say this guy's name from the Rays, Rosarina, Randy Rosarina, uh, and Aaron Judge were all voted in. Um, but Judge likely not to play. Um, and then the next runner-up, Jordan Alvarez from the Astros, likely not to play, both hurt. Um, and so we have a potential fifth starter for the Rangers if that does play out that way, where Adelise Garcia could start in the outfield, um, which would be really great. He's uh, He's been a really cool story um, the last, what, two, two and a half years now? Yeah, I right? think so. Yeah, because it was the middle of one of the doo-doo seasons that all of a sudden I was like, wait, who is this guy? Like, why does his name keep popping up? Uh, so. So, yeah, 2021-2022 were his first two real years in Texas and his first two real years in the MLB. Um He's a Cuban defect. I don't know if you knew that about him. Uh, but Respect. he's also played. He played in uh, Nippon in Japan, which I believe is where the league, I think that's the league that you, Darvish, came from as well. I might be wrong, though. Um, but yeah, after playing for the Cuban national team, he defected to America. He signed with the, the Cardinals. Um, and he just kind of farted around the, the minors for a while. Um, and then at age, what, 2019, he would have been, man, math is fun. <sighs> I'm so bad at math all of a sudden. I am every day of the week, sometimes twice on Thursdays. If I was 30 in 2021, then I was 28 in 2019, which means he was 26. So he's 26 when he was traded here, uh, so he really doesn't get started with us till he's 28 um so a little bit late of a start 
for a guy to all of a sudden pop on the scene and be really good. Uh, kind of similar to what Nelson Cruz did with us as well, mm-hmm. uh, which I think I've probably made that comparison before. But it's okay. We love that. So it's great to see him getting him getting recognition and hopefully hopefully getting to play a little bit in the All Star game. Um, so yeah, that rounds out the the five. Uh, we'll probably be talking pitchers next week. Um, I don't remember the exact date on that, but there's a chance we see at least. I would I would think you have all these definitely in there. Uh, and then who knows if John Gray might sneak his way in. Yeah. Um, who, uh, when, when is the actual game? Do you know off top? Uh, July 11th. Oh, nice. That's very soon. So yeah, less than two weeks. Um, okay. I actually heard this morning that after last night's game, Dane Dunning officially qualified with enough innings to be considered like in the league lead for pitching stats. Um, and he's, that kind of threw him in the, uh, in the mix on some of those kind of like top 10, top 15 pitchers in the league so far this year, uh, which is pretty cool. I think it was, was it ERA where he's, let me see here. Or maybe he already fell back out of it. Oh no, wait, I sorted by the worst first. Hmm. Yeah. So right now he's eighth in the league in ERA as he just officially qualified through innings pitch to be considered, you know, how they do. I'm guessing in the NBA, it's a certain amount of games. Uh, yeah, and it's actually that threshold is changing too a little bit. Um, what's it called? They uh, they've basically added like a official gray area amendment. <laughs> I don't know if there's less. Maybe there's not as gray area. It just it was sold as a gray area amendment when they announced it. Um, I have not shockingly not gone through <laughs> the uh, actual release of the CBA yet. I yeah, and I. I hope somebody. I don't else know the do full something. rules. I just know that I know that for pitchers, I think for for hitting, it's the number of plate appearances, and then for pitchers, it's uh, innings pitched. You got to get to a certain point. The real funny one is like seen... uh, like six man of the year, where you have like even extra another layer of yeah. Qualifier. I don't even know how they qualify all that. It's like you couldn't have started more than forty games, probably. Or something yeah, like it's that. a it's percentage, which I think comes up to twenty something. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, I'm just seeing right here the number four in ERA right now is a pitcher for the Astros named Framber Valdez, who I, multiple years ago when I was in a dynasty fantasy league, had him sitting on my, he was like my minor leaguer that I was just holding on to waiting. And <laughs> I was right, but I'm not in that league anymore. So screw me. Um <laughs> He's performing. Yeah, for that's someone. pretty much all I had on the All Star game. Uh, I thought about getting into the absolutely stupid, silly voting process, but I just don't. It hurts my head. Um, I miss the old days when I would just go to the ballpark and get fifty hanging Chad ballots and punch out all the Rangers. <laughs> I don't know if you ever did that. No. <laughs> they had like little paper fold out ballot that you could like punch holes in, like. Uh, like the old voting style. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, you would just get like as many as you could and do all the Rangers. Of course, this was when I was going to games that were attendance of like, you know, 10,000 or less. So I can't imagine they were uh, putting in the numbers that some of the other teams who were doing the same thing were getting. Exactly. <laughs> probably why I could never get David DeLucci to the All-Star game, but it's okay. We tried. You did the best you could. Um... 
that it's a trying time, but that's why you get to celebrate these greener pastures more than other fans, you know, take in these moments. Oh, Sunday. Sunday is when we're getting full announcement. So that's when we'll find out about pitchers. Beautiful. Um, yeah. So that's pretty much all I was going to, all I was really going to talk about with baseball. Rangers, like I said, things are pretty much just going, not going as well. Um, so this is the point where a company would just start firing people. Uh, but it's not that things aren't going well. It's just that they couldn't keep getting better from where they were going. You know what I mean? They had to. We had to see some some semblance of normalcy. Uh, so we finally got some of that. We're still what, like sixteen games over five hundred. A lot of great, a lot of great things happening. Yeah, dude. I'm. Like I said, I, I think I've run out of ways to be impressed that I've been shut up this quickly about them not spending money. But it does also make me feel right because it's like this is like it's always been potential here. We're harnessing the potential uh, at the same time. We're going to have to uh, we're going to have to keep going and keep building. I need I need another starting pitcher. I need I need to not settle. I want to rebuild the Yankees. I'm I'm greedy about it, but well, baby steps also. Yeah, I mean, there's ways, and I think I think Ray Davis is a smart enough guy that there's ways for us to, even if we're not number one in spending, to be. You know, I think if I think if you're top five, you're you're gonna always be pretty close to competitive. Um, that doesn't mean you're not gonna have some down years. Obviously, stuff's gonna stuff's gonna happen. Injuries are gonna happen, but. You just keep plugging away, and it generally works out for you. Uh, if you just look at the Yankees and the Dodgers and the Red Sox and the Cardinals, you kind of see that. So, but all that, all that's to say, baseball is awesome. I love it, and I can't wait to talk more about it and watch the Rangers win some more games. Um, I need to, I need to make it a point to watch some more. Rangers A's games in Oakland before I can't see Oakland ever again. <laughs> yeah, I was that's why I was laughing about that tweet that someone had um that I sent you guys the this is why everybody hates yeah, baseball. About the, <laughs> or why everyone should that, hate baseball man, or something. It's probably worth talking about that perfect game a little bit. Uh first one that's happened since what, like two thousand twelve. Um, yeah, that's kind of feels um soon too, actually, now that I think about it. Was it Roy Holiday? That been, I, I feel like I remember Roy Holiday. Felix R. Hernandez was the last one, I believe. Uh, that would make sense, too. Uh, King Felix. That was a great situation that Seattle had with him. Like The fans, the way they set up that stadium and shit, you don't get that a lot. No. Um, so in the World Series era, or just in general, we have had... 24 total perfect games. Uh, so yeah, this is the first one in almost exactly 11 years, okay. um, which was Helix Hernandez versus <clears throat> the Tampa Bay Rays, a one nothing win because the Mariners were just terrible. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> yeah. But honestly, that's a really boss ass. Like I love. Like that's honestly better in my mind. It's it is cool, but man, just yeah. Like you and had yeah, to earn that motherfucker. Maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe if they were up two nothing, you know, he's not. He's not uh he's not in the right zone to get the perfect game. It's hard to say. He's no he he uh, had to close that game with a puckered asshole. That's that's the way God intended. <laughs> uh but the crazy thing about the Domingo Herman or German or however you want to pronounce it, 
um, his last two starts, I think he gave up five runs and ten runs. He got booed off the mound at Yankee Stadium, his start before this one. Was it and because of his bad of play, sudden, or was it because of other things? It was his bad play. Okay. I mean, yeah, they don't care about that other stuff. They, I mean, they, they'll, yeah, they might use that to yell at you when they're booing you, but if you were winning, they wouldn't, yeah, it wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> um, it's, I thought they were a like moral racism, fan base. I don't, I don't know how you, I don't really know how you classify that or whatever, but, uh, yeah, I thought it's worth mentioning. It's, uh, a pretty interesting stat to only have 24 all time, basically. Um, Especially because, so in 2012, we had three that year, which, you know, <laughs> probably shouldn't have happened, uh, but somehow did. Uh, Philip Humber, who I don't remember from the White Sox, uh, Matt Kane from the Giants, and that Felix Hernandez one. So it was, yeah, three in the span of like three months. That's pretty nuts. And then we went 11 years without one. It'd be like Dallas Braden, and you did he throw a perfect one or a no hitter? Uh, he threw a perfect game May 9th, 2010. I remember that one because now that dude just remember he just wasn't that good after whatever, and then he's just a celebrity now, or he's just on TV now. He looks crazy. I mean, yeah, you're that's it's one of the most impossible things to do in all of sports. Uh, Nolan Ryan never did it, and he's you know, he's considered one of the greatest of all time, and definitely he's considered the best Ranger pitcher of all time, even though Kenny Rogers is the one with the perfect game. Which had that rusty career diving catch. Do you feel like Kenny yeah. Rogers is more our guy though? Um the Nolan thing's a weird one for me because it's like it's just kind of like the brand more than I mean he he did some graph what he got two his last two no hitters here. Uh you know, he set all of his records in our uniform basically, but it was like weird because it's the end of his career. And we didn't really win anything with him. So it's kind of a weird one. I don't know. They're saying LeBron's getting a statue, but you know, he did get a title. So, But it does kind of Wait, feel... in L.A.? Yeah, it does kind of feel... Yeah, he does not He does not need a statue in L.A. unless he runs up a couple more at least. Um, I, but that, I, I think me. that it was Shaq that said that, by the way, for anyone that's actually... Shaq cares. said they were I think getting... It, no, I think it was, yeah, I think Shaq was just trying to... Was Shaq saying he deserves one, or Shaq saying that he thinks they're going to give him one? <laughs> I don't know. Actually, I never even checked into the context because I didn't care enough. I just, okay. I just enjoyed the, the propaganda version of telling you that. <clears throat> I didn't want you to know the full truth. No, I, they might. Do I really it, like though. LeBron, and I, I don't actually hate the Lakers that much. I don't like them, but I really don't hate them that much. Um, he might be the first guy to have statues in multiple arenas, right? In front of multiple arenas. Does Gretzky have that? I don't even think... Uh, I feel like that'd be the that's only a one, great right? question. It's the only other yeah, player I would think, uh, would think that they would do that. Well, it's still not It's not too late for Doug Peterson. He could still do it. Um, as long as uh, in Miami, Sean Payton. they do a Heatles one, but they do it like in a way that is really awkward and like Dwayne is the focal point. Well, see, that's what I was thinking. Is like, there's no way they would give him one without giving one to Dwayne Wade. No, it has to be the Heatles, but you just you just put uh you just play the petty game if you're Pat Riley and Mickey Harrison, and you put Dwayne front and center, Dwayne. then Bosch, and then and no LeBron one, on the side. Yeah, I was gonna say no one in Miami is gonna be upset with Dwayne Wade being the focal point there. Um, LeBron can't even do yeah, except just, for like of, you know. 
He doesn't. Yeah, he wouldn't care. He wouldn't care at all. No. But instead of Chris Bosh, you just put like a a dinosaur. Yeah. No, they would have to do a, a nice one for Bosch because Bosch stuck around, uh, might have been there longer than D Wade if the, the heart condition didn't happen. Yeah, I don't know about I'll have to look into that Gretzky thing here in a second. I don't know if that's going to be as quick of a Google as some of the other stuff I like to do. Um, but yeah, I guess I guess with all that, unless you had any other baseball topics you wanted to bring up, it might be time to. Oh, you know, dude, I don't know, dude. I don't know what the fuck. I don't know anything that's happening in baseball other than the Texas Rangers and Shohei Otani, because that's that's what dominates. Oh, and that yeah, the guy that, but that was only because everyone was making sassy tweets about him, the perfect pitcher guy. Um. So it looks like Wayne Gretzky does have a statue outside LA. Yeah, he does. That's why I say because I've been there. I saw that one. I took and pictures I of everything he's but that. Gotta have one in Edmonton, right? <laughs> I took a picture. Yeah, there is one. Yeah, there is one in Edmonton. So there you go. That's the standard. Yeah. <laughs> Kawhi, Kawhi, if Kawhi wins one with the Clippers. <laughs> nah, Kawhi not even getting one in Toronto. They're gonna put Kyle Lowry's thick ass out there. It's just uh, Fred Van Vliet. Uh, no, it would definitely be Kyle Lowry, though, if it was anyone. It would definitely be Kyle Lowry. Ooh. My or Vince, honestly, actually. You could make an argument. Yeah, Vince, Vince Carter. would pretty much be the, the only one that I know of that deserves that. Vince is... Uh, that one's that hard, franchise. though. Because Vince is like... There's a lot of chaos with Vince. Because the, the Raptors, the fans absolutely hated him for a while. But they made up. They kissed and made up. It's hard to carry an entire country like that, man. I mean, he at the end of the day, dude, he really did something to Canada basketball that is is changed the history forever. Like they're, I would say, third best country I mean, in Van- talent now. Vancouver, Vancouver didn't have a Vince Carter, and now they're in Memphis. So <laughs> it's true. Yeah, Toronto Another might have already John been. Morant. <laughs> yeah, he might have already been moved on. It's just in. We have a special report from Caesar, aka LCS. This is Past the Rock. Yo, what is up, Past the Rock podcast listeners? It is your boy, Caesar, aka LCS. I want to apologize for not being on the pod with uh, Beth Gee and Patrick. Unfortunately, I had some uh, work to attend to. Uh, that I could not uh, get done in time to join them for the recording. But I'm here recording on June 30th. It is a Friday. And I had two things that I wanted to talk to y'all about. I'm not going to go on too long. Uh, We all know that your boy here likes to talk football. And I'll get to that in a little bit. But I wanted to talk to y'all briefly about what, or rather who, I saw tonight. Uh, And that was... Stand-up comedian Dave Chappelle. Now, Dave Chappelle, as we all know, uh, super legendary stand-up comic, famous for The Chappelle Show, and uh, quite infamous for a lot of his views on the world. Whether you agree or disagree with his material or his delivery or the contents of his act, one thing is undeniable. And then that this man is as successful as 
any comedian in history. And uh, I saw that tonight. Uh, so I was at the Dickies Arena uh, with a good buddy of mine. And uh, really surprised with the crowd that he brought out. Now, for those of you who may not be familiar with the Fort Worth area, it is a lot more uh, Caucasian than its counterpart in Dallas. And we're talking about city limits proper. Dave Chappelle, for those of you who are might not be familiar, uh, African-American guy. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you this. I was not I was uh, not surprised that he had a mixed crowd, but I was very surprised with the type of crowd that he brought. A lot of a lot of golf dads there for sure. A lot of people that look like uh, they follow the PGA Tour religiously. And that's not a bad thing. That's just a little commentary on like, huh, was not expecting this crowd. No, but you know, a couple of things that uh, I want to talk to you about him is that Dave Chappelle, his his delivery is still on point. Uh, the material <laughs> that he has is uh, definitely not everybody's cup of tea. He definitely rides that line of being controversial and just being a guy who's just making his observations on the world and turning it into a great punchline. Uh, don't really want to get too much into what he was talking about because I believe that a lot of what he said uh, is going to be used for a Netflix special. Uh, whenever he was introduced, there was a Netflix uh, logo uh, that was up on one of the screens. And it was called the Lunatics Manifesto. And I'm not sure if the Fort Worth audience was what was going to be used for his Netflix special. If it is, I just want to give you all the heads up. It's probably going to be a short special. I think he only ran for about an hour uh, or maybe even less. I mean, he was going through his set uh, at a pretty fast pace, but not like he was rushing through the show. I just don't think he had a long set planned. And uh, he wasn't really talking about uh, much. There was no like coherent subject of what this particular show was meant to be. Like his other stand-up specials, if, you've, if you're familiar with his work, uh, he typically does take a good chunk of his show and focuses on a lot of relating topics. And this one, he was just kind of going all over the place um, regarding his controversies regarding the uh, uh, LGBTQ community, uh, talking about um, uh, some more political uh, rights issues, like uh, such as like, uh, women's rights and abortion. He was talking about infidelity, and he did talk a lot about um, Chris Rock and the Will Smith situation that happened a couple of years ago. And I don't think he's had a special since then, uh, since the Will Smith slap, so... For him, it was kind of a semi-fresh topic, uh, as he is a close friend of Chris Rock. All in all, um, it was a good show. Uh, there were some times where, dude, oof, you could you could feel you could feel the audience realizing, you know, this guy is riding. He is riding the line real hard of like, is he going to cross this line? Is he not? And he was, you know, it was like a, it was a balancing act. So 
if you are a fan of that brand of comedy, uh, you will probably enjoy uh, whatever Dave Chappelle uh, puts out. Now, uh, one thing to note is member of Silk Sonic, uh, recording artist, Anderson Pock. Anderson Pock, of all people, <laughs> was the final quote unquote opener for Dave Chappelle. Uh, but he did it as a DJ set. He was DJ Pee Wee. Uh, he did do a drum solo. If you're familiar with Anderson Pac, you know this guy does his own drums. He did do uh, a couple songs, uh, two songs, uh, one of Silk Sonics and one of his own. And, you know, it was a really weird, weird kind of just moment to see this guy is the final opening act before Dave Chappelle took the stage. But he was great, man. He did a great DJ set. Uh... He did a, a great drum solo. It was fantastic. It was fun. Uh, glad that I got to be there tonight. Uh, but now let's move things on quickly to the world of sports. And rather, I want to talk about a issue, or rather an article from Sports Illustrated, that a, an Australian man wants to create a type of... Uh, sports competition using nothing but athletes who are juiced up baby juiced the fuck up and you know what i see the vision and i'm all for it now for those of you who may not be aware of my stances on uh, peds there are some peds that you know it's a lot safer to use than certain other ones. And as long as it's not, you know, drastically affecting uh, the user in a way that's going to negatively impact the rest of their life, like some certain, like some type of anabolic steroids can do, I'm kind of for it. Like HGH, human growth hormone, I mean, that's prescribed to some people who, who absolutely need it, right? They have that deficiency and they need it. Um, and, you know, athletes will take that shit to further improve their training regimen and their overall physical capabilities. And listen, uh, I'm not going to pretend like I'm a expert on the subject um, and which performing enhancing drugs are better than others in regards to how they affect the body long term once use, is, use has stopped. I want to say this. I'm for it in this sense. One, I don't care that 90s baseball, early 2000s baseball was littered with PED abusers. I don't. Because you know why? We got to see history made. We got to see the absolute peak of what the human body could do. Barry Bonds, over, what, 70 home runs in a single year? Listen, Barry Bonds went from one of the best baseball players ever, not necessarily one of the best power hitters ever, to the home run king, all right? We got to see what Barry Bonds looks like at 100%. No, 
120% of his absolute physical capabilities. And we saw greatness. Absolute greatness. We saw Roger Clemens, who was pitching in the 80s, go into the 2000s. He was still throwing heat. Now, I'm going to tell you all this. For those of you who aren't up in arms and may not agree with what I say, listen. Steroids, HGH, whatever other PEDs there are, they don't make you skilled. They just allow you to heal faster, right? They allow you to put on more muscle, help you better in your off-season training and heal during in-season. Heal like, you know, the muscles are going to heal a lot faster, allowing you to put in more work in the gym and essentially hit your peak if, you know, paired with a proper training program. If you're just taking HGH or steroids and not really putting in the work, you're just going to get fat. I've seen it happen from just my own personal experience. I've seen that. Uh, I haven't done that, obviously, but what I mean, I've seen other people on the roids but not even like going to the gym, just expecting to grow muscle. Like that's not how that works. All right. You put HGH or or steroids in somebody like me, for example. I'm not very coordinated. I'm not very athletic. I'm not skilled. Okay. It's probably going to be marginal improvement in whatever athletic athletic ventures I may take on. You put that shit in a highly skilled, highly trained athlete. Boy, we are looking at Captain America. Do you love Captain America? Captain America's superpower is that he has steroids. That's it. For those who are uneducated, Captain America has the like super serum or soldier serum or whatever it was called. Sorry if I'm not getting it exactly right, but it's a serum. That turned this skinny little nobody into the hero that so many people know and love. Alright? But that's his whole fucking shtick. He is a performance-enhancing drug. Introduced way back when. And people loved him for it. We villainize our athletes for that shit. Why? Why? There's no need. Listen, I get it. Some some of you may feel like the athletes are doing naturally are getting cheated out. All right, well, guess what? This is the world that they stepped into. There are far worse crimes in the worst of, in the world of sports than taking a little bit of HGH. All right, and if everybody's doing it, and your favorite athlete who's been natural his whole life starts to do it, are you going to villainize him too? If all of them start doing it, listen, I want to see what the fuck could happen if we take our athletes and allow them to just push themselves further beyond with the aid of these enhancements. Now, here's what I'm going to do. This is my concession to those who might be up in arms about it. They don't want to see it in their league. 
or, or their league of choice. You don't want to see it in the NBA. Fine. Why not the big three? Hmm? I mean, they're not really playing for any big stakes. All right, it's three and three basketball. Let's let these guys, you know, further prolong their careers. You don't like that? All right, independent baseball. Right? Those who don't have a chance at the MLB. Those who don't have a chance at the show. All right? What I'm trying to suggest is putting this idea that this Australian man wants for a sports competition of athletes who are just all juiced up. Let's bring it here to the States. And let's bring it to leagues that aren't getting enough eyes on them. Because what if, and I hope this person, who I there's no way he's all natural. Just look at his physique. There's just no way this man's all natural. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, I want to bring this to you. You want to make your XFL a league that has it, has the nation's attention? Listen, it's going to take more than just playing football in the spring when the NFL is in its offseason to get eyes on the product. You don't necessarily have the best athletes. All right. Only a handful of your XFL athletes will be able to get the attention of NFL teams and even less will be able to make it onto NFL rosters. But what if, what if, you know, you look at what you got and you say, fuck it. As long as my athletes are aware that their hopes of an NFL career are long shots at best, and they're willing to do this, why not? What do we have to lose? All right, because you're already hemorrhaging money. You're already not getting people to view your your league. But now you're going to pique people's interest. And now you're going to have guys who, at least compared to the general public, are highly skilled in the world of football. Maybe not as much as their NFL counterparts, but as much as collegiate counterparts. And definitely way more than your random Joes on the street. But if these guys can run faster, jump higher, hit harder, recover faster, we could have an electrifying league. Not to steal the words of Dwayne Rock Johnson's uh, wrestling persona, but I think it, it is very apt to use at the moment. Listen, y'all. Certain, there might be some certain uh, moral dilemmas in this, and that would have to be worked out between the athletes, the league, and, you know, any governing bodies that may take issue with this. But if you're not breaking any laws, which 
I mean, they might, but in this hypothetical, let's just say it was legal. Well, then, if I'm not breaking any laws, I'm not directly harming other people, right? The athletes are well aware of the risks. You have the proper medical professionals involved. You have like a certain amount of high quality regulation. Bro, you're working with money. These leagues who don't make that much money need the money. And this is a money idea. But it's going to take people way smarter than me to make it a reality. And, uh, you know, I don't think any U.S. leagues of any kind will consider doing this. But they should. And we shouldn't be appalled when our athletes are caught doing this. Because, you know, it's, it, it, ain't, it ain't fair. Like, life is not fair. There's always going to be someone who is more athletic than you. And I understand that these guys have the pressure to get any advantage they can. Because a lot of these guys, their careers... They can end in an instant, and not even necessarily by injury, but because there's just somebody who's a little bit faster, a little bit stronger, just a little bit more athletic, and you can see the psychology of why they would turn to something that could even the odds, if not put it in their favor. I'm not going to demonize them for, for it. I don't think other people should. You know, because at the end of the day, they're doing this not just because it's their passion, but also we benefit from it from an entertainment standpoint. We get these amazing highlights. We get these amazing moments. And honestly, I never think about, wow, this moment is tarnished because he was shooting something up to help him recover faster from his workouts or from these long, arduous uh, seasons or games or he just wants to be able to hit fast like hit hit further or throw farther whatever it is he's using he or she you know some some women athletes some female athletes have also been caught doing doing peds whatever the respective athletes reasoning for it i'm not going to demonize them for them right especially if they lose Especially if they they do all this and they still aren't that much better. I'm like, listen, you're just not that person. You're just not him. You're just not her. And they're going to have to live with that. Because they're cheating. They're trying to cheat, quote unquote, and they're not succeeding. And some who do succeed, man, they fill the stat sheets they give us undeniable, unforgettable memories in sports history. So why not play around with the idea of a league that's filled with nothing but <laughs> people that are juiced up and see what, what kind of magic we could create? I don't know. This is a hypothetical I'm just spitballing here. 
All right, I'm shooting from the hip. Who knows? I could hear this back and totally disagree with myself next week, next month, next year. But right now, in this moment, after just seeing that article, I'm intrigued. And I think, you know, it wouldn't hurt for you to be intrigued either. That's all I got. Uh, Thank you for sticking with me on this uh, uh, longer than anticipated recording. Uh, I want to thank my fellow hosts, uh, Pat and Bethke, uh, for holding the fort down. Uh, I can't wait to be back on the mic with them on the the next episode. And yeah, y'all have a wonderful day, night, whenever you're listening to this. And uh, yeah. That concludes part one of episode 21 of Pass the Rock. Join us in part two for big three and NBA Becky's top 10 possible free agent hypotheticals fun time hour. Yeah. This is Pass the Rock.